There is something about a crisp morning, a cup of coffee, a dense wool shirt, and a wander through the freshly fallen leaves of a favorite woodland. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. When we think of foraging, berries are the first wild food that come to mind. Be it raspberries, blackberries, or blueberries, these flavors are almost unmatched in any garden or farm. But these big three are the obvious target for a foraging foray. Those of us with wilder tastes might head to our nearest bogs for large cranberries, or head down east to some thick, peaty forests for mountain cranberries, or lingonberries, as they are called in Europe. Then there are the proud few of us who seek out even wilder flavors that can be found on various shrubs. Highbush cranberry comes to mind here, not a true cranberry at all, but rather a viburnum, whose scarlet fruit is about as bitter and astringent as anything in the northern woods, and yet the perfectly clear ruby jelly it produces is unmatched for charcuterie when paired with strong cheeses, pickles, and preserved meats. But there is another even more obscure viburnum that is ripe right about now across our area in moist edges and bottomlands, whose flavor and texture is completely unique among our wild foods, nannyberry. Now before you strap on your boots, top your head with a felted cap, grab a walking stick, and dust off your favorite brown ash harvesting basket, a brief note on wild harvesting foods. The UN announced this year that on November 15th, the world human population is predicted to top 8 billion. That's a lot of mouths to feed. As a population, we need to be more cognizant than ever before to not take any more than we need to leave enough for our friends, neighbors, and the wildlife around us. Some folks recommend only taking a quarter of what you find. Others recommend even less. While out here on the fringes of civilization where there aren't a whole lot of people— Berries, especially those tougher berries which persist through the winter like nannyberry, make up an important food source for overwintering birds like cedar waxwings and robins. So please, consider harvesting only what you need and leave most of it for everyone else. Nannyberries, or viburnum lentago as the scientists call them, can be distinguished in the summer by their dark glossy leaves oppositely arranged on their stem. That is to say that each leaf is paired with a neighbor directly across the stem from it. This trait is characteristic of a few groupings of trees and shrubs in our areas, one of which is the viburnum genus. The fruit develops from clusters of lovely white flowers in the spring and transitions through the season from green, then blushes with red, before eventually turning a dusky blue-black. When they are completely dark, they often take on an almost shriveled look. Oh, and that scientific name, Lentago? That's referring to the wood and is Latin for tough yet pliable. The first time I had one of these berries, I found it rather surprising. The flavor is mild, rich, sweet, and fruity, almost like a date or a prune. Quite palatable and pleasant, really. The texture was not at all what I was expecting. There was no burst of juice like a blueberry or the crunch of so many seeds like a blackberry. Instead, the skin was somewhat leathery but broke apart easily. The flesh was pulpy, almost paste-like in a way that reminded me of a black bean. But perhaps most surprising was that right in the middle of the berry, which is not actually a berry, but rather a droop, was a large, flattened seed reminiscent of a watermelon seed. I don't suppose this berry will ever find its way onto supermarket shelves, though I could see a wad of the pulp making up the bulk of a filling inside a molasses cookie. So this weekend, you can keep an eye to those forested edges in search of the blue-black fruit of a nanny berry. 
If you do want to see what this fruit is all about, I'd recommend asking a knowledgeable friend to help identify it with you and bring out a field guide. There are lots of berries out there ripe for the picking, and not all are tasty, let alone safe to eat. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. Thank you.